there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Ignite Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Steph Demetrius. I'm so excited that you are here to join me on a journey of getting curious about your intuition and to learn how to turn up the volume to the voice of your soul while grounding your spiritual experiences in this beautiful life. This podcast is about giving a voice to your soul so that you can uncover the parts of you that you may not understand yet, but you deeply desire to. I'll be right here on this journey with you as each episode I will bring lessons and practical supportive tools as I share my personal journey with you. Thank you for being here and I'm really excited to share this space with you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome beautiful souls to episode 14 of the Ignite Your Intuition podcast series. So today is part two in a two-part series on creating intuitive rituals. And if you haven't listened to part one, you may want to pause and head over and listen to episode 13, because I will be referring to a few things I mentioned in that episode in today's episode. But I do want to start by just briefly recapping one of my intentions for sharing with you my personal practice for creating intuitive rituals is to overcome ritual overwhelm, which is something that I will put my hand up and say I have experienced many a time when I, being a mum of three kids, whenever I get some time to myself, I'm like, oh, what rituals am I going to create? What am I going to do today? And sometimes I will often be overwhelmed by the amount of rituals that I want to do, that I want to bring into my life, especially if you're on like social media and you're seeing everyone's doing green juices, everyone's doing all the different types of yoga, everyone's doing hiking, everyone's doing this, everyone's doing that. There's so many different things and different options out there, which is so amazing to have all these different options. But how do you figure out what are the best ones for you, for your highest good? So in uh, episode 13, I talked about three steps that I use for figuring out what my soul needs for my highest good in my life at the moment, based on my energy needs, my mental needs, my physical needs, my emotional needs. Uh, So basically, I look for an intention. So step one is intention, figuring out what my intention is. Why do I want to invite a ritual into my life? Once I've got that intention, I go through and I muscle test. And if you haven't done muscle testing before, head back to episode three. And in the free resources section of my website, I also have a, a video series, two video tutorials on muscle testing, which you can watch if you're more of a visual learner. So once you've figured out your arena and the four arenas are your mental, emotional, physical and energetic once you've figured out what arena you need a bit of support with or where that intention is going to fit into maybe you have multiple arenas then you can go and figure out the ritual that will support you for your highest good to bring that intention to life and then there is step four which is gaining more clarity and also in the free resources section of my website there is a beautiful tool that you can use along with episode 13 and 14, which is called the Creating Intuitive Rituals template. And it basically just outlines really simply for you how you can create your own rituals using those four steps. And the gaining more clarity, that may be things like how often do you need to practice your ritual? How many times a day? How many times a week? How long for? When do you need to change it up? Because our energy is constantly changing as well. So that's something that I'm going to talk about further in today's episode. So you can head over to the free resources section of my website and download that template. 
I also personally use that template. And then once I have the ritual that I'm going to practice and how often I need to, I put it into my diary and I use, this is the first year I've used it. It's the St. Balford diary, the curation diary, and it's amazing. It's got a habit tracker every single week. So I can write down five or six habits that I am wanting to practice during the week. So at the moment, mine are meditating every day, doing yoga three to four times a week, getting on my spin bike three to four times a week, doing weights two to three times a week, getting out in nature a few days a week. So I can put those down and I can track those every single day and see where I'm at with that, which I love because I feel like this diary has been made for me. It's really beautiful, simple, easy to use, very easy to track your habits, which is something that I really, really love to be able to do. I like to see where I'm at in the week so I can plan my days. So that's a really great tool that I love using. So I also wanted to talk about, which I mentioned in the last episode, uh, ritual resentment. And this is something that I've experienced many a time. It's ritual resentment for me is something that I experience when I'm starting to resent my rituals. I'm starting to find life is getting so busy. I feel anxious about, about getting them into my life and about actually practicing them. And sometimes it gets to the point where I'm trying to get them done so quickly so I can get on to the next thing. And this is when I know I need to stop and just pause and reassess where I'm at because my rituals I have in place to help me feel certain intentions. And when I'm no longer feeling those intentions, then that's a time, really nice time to go and reassess. So if I'm say doing my exercise that helps give me mental clarity and I'm out there on my spin bike in my office and I'm feeling overwhelmed because I'm trying to get my ride done to get onto the next thing on my to-do list, then I know I need to pause. And there's two things that I do when I notice this ritual resentment coming in, which is when I'm going through my day and I'm like, oh God, I've got to fit my bike ride in. Oh God, I've got to fit yoga in. When these things normally bring me so much joy is the first thing that I do is I return to my intention. And I go, what, what was my intention for doing this ritual, first of all? And when I look at that intention, I then ask myself, is it still relevant and is it serving my highest good? Because maybe... Maybe my life has changed. Maybe things have changed. Maybe that intention no longer serves me anymore. Or maybe it's just a reminder that I need to slow down and be more mindful. So by asking myself these questions, I can come back to why I've created it and that deeper why of my intention. And then I also ask myself, do I need to create a new one or do I need to juggle my weeks around? Is life so busy with the kids and everything at the moment that I maybe need to change the times that I do my exercise or add this ritual in. So sometimes it's just having having a little look and reassessing how that ritual fits in and checking in with my soul. I'll ask my soul via my intuition, you know, for my highest good, how many times is it best for me to do this ritual? Or when in the day is it best for me to do it? Maybe it's better for me to get up and do it before the kids are even up. And then I'm starting my day with that beautiful intention embodied in my day. So that brings me to my second point after returning to my intention, once I've experienced this ritual resentment, it's to simplify. So life changes, our days change, our weeks change. And I know that there are some times during the year, especially coming towards the end of the school term at the moment. um, I know that those last, that last week or two before school holidays gets really busy. So I know during that time, I need to simplify I maybe need to take out a few of my rituals and try to find, you know, less rituals that I can do each day 
that still have me embodying my intention. So it might mean that um, I take out one or two things and I replace it with one ritual that covers a few intentions or that covers a few arenas. So say I'm wanting to find a ritual that supports me with my emotional arena, my mental arena and my physical arena. I know straight away for me that when I do cardio exercise, that that releases any stagnant energy in all of those three arenas. So I know that I can hit the nail on the head of those three arenas and help find balance within those three arenas by doing one ritual. So sometimes it's just coming back and simplifying rather than throwing, you know, throwing in the towel and saying, I'm not doing these anymore, which, which, you know, I'll again, put my hand up and say that I do from time to time. I just sometimes find things overwhelming. That again is a, is another little reminder to go back and go, okay, Let's just simplify this. Keep it super simple and easy. Uh, Which brings me to my next point, which I mentioned again in the last episode, which is ritual resilience. And this is, this is again, I will put my hand up and say that I am the first to admit that I can be quite tough on myself if I fall off the bandwagon. I will be, you know, quite harsh on myself and have thoughts like, you can't do this, it doesn't fit in, you might as well just give up, it's all too hard. And I know I'm not the only one to think those things. When I start to notice those thoughts coming in, the very first thing that I do to help myself be with that ritual resilience is be self-compassionate. It's put my hand on my heart, take a nice big deep breath and just bring myself into the present moment. Recognize that I don't need to buy into those thoughts that my ego is throwing at me about not being able to do it or throwing in the towel. It's just that I need to let myself have a little bit of time and maybe become more fluid. And this is one of the things that I love about the idea of ritual resilience is it's allowing you to bounce back. And when you bounce back, it doesn't have to look the same. So it's allowing yourself to be fluid with your rituals. And this is something that I I feel like I've learned quite a few times now, which is obviously a big lesson for me. I'm someone who loves a routine. So when I set my ritual routines or my weekly routines, I love to stick to them because I know that when I stick to those routines, it's going to help me manifest the intention that I have set, that those rituals are going to help me embody. So when I do fall off the bandwagon, when I have times where I can't fit my rituals or my practices in this is when this ritual resilient comes back into play it's about being mindful giving yourself a moment to just stop and take a breath and just ask yourself do i need to be fluid with my rituals based on my current needs and this is the thing too our needs are often changing like our energy changes moment to moment depending on the thoughts we're having how much exercise and movement we've had in our body and shifting stagnant energy the types of food we're eating we all know how good we feel after eating certain foods and how crappy we feel after eating other foods it also depends our energy changes depending on the people that are in our environment the people that we are around our physical environment is it neat and tidy or is there stuff everywhere that's encouraging mental clutter it depends on so many things and our energy is constantly changing all the time based on so many external and internal changes, that it's okay to be fluid with your rituals and it's okay to change them from time to time. And I really hope this brings you some peace in being able to be flexible and fluid with your rituals, which brings me to my next point, which is ritual flexibility. So um, yeah, when we're talking about being flexible, it's, it is starting with that self-compassion and knowing, okay, I'm struggling to fit all these in at the moment or I need to change things up. So I'm just going to take a moment, maybe go back to your creating intuitive rituals template 
and just start from square one again and check in on your intentions, check in and muscle test on the arenas that need a bit of support and, and then find your ritual that will cover those and bring that intention to life within your day. And even going back and gaining more clarity and asking again, how often do I need to practice these for my highest good at the moment? Because life does change, things change, and that's okay. It's okay to change your rituals. So ritual flexibility is not about being non-committal or it's not about being flaky. It's actually about responding to your personal evolution. And this is something that I've learned over time because we do change quite regularly. If I look back at the rituals and the practices that I had in my routine, you know, before having kids, say seven years ago compared to now, they're completely different. My life has completely changed and my rituals need to change. I can't do, you know, one to two hours of exercise four to five times a week like I used to love doing. I don't have the space to do that. So I have to be flexible with my rituals and I have to fit them into my life in ways that work for me, ways that don't create more anxiety or add more anxiety to my life, rituals that will actually create the intention for me that might be adding more peace. And I had a little story that I wanted to share with you that it just happened recently. And I love the synchronicity of when I record these podcast series and these episodes and the experiences that I have in my life, because I'm just finding that every time I record an episode, I've just had an experience that illustrates what I am talking about, which I love. Um, so the last few weeks I've been finding myself waking up, feeling quite overwhelmed and anxious my alarm will go off in the morning and I will wake up and I will just straight away, my head will be full of all the things I've got to do, all the things I have to sort out, all the conversations I have to have, all of the school drop-offs, the kinder drop-offs, um, feeding my baby food, organizing all of that, recording the podcast, doing all the things. And they're all things that I love. Some of the things, you know, it'd be easy not to do, like cleaning the house. That would be great, but it's still something that I've got to do. So I would find myself waking up just feeling so overwhelmed and I'd be starting the day anxious. And this happened for a couple of weeks and then I just decided, no, that's that's not how I want to start my day. It tends to, you know, it leads to me having a rushed morning, me feeling a bit grumpy, maybe snapping at the kids or my husband and just having a, you know, not so nice start to the day. And the way we start our day is the way that, you know, that filters throughout a whole day. So I decided a few mornings ago, I'm going to stop. I'm going to start the day with a mantra or with an intention. So what I have been doing is I have been starting my days and just saying to myself, putting my hands on and just doing even a minute of self-reiki, taking a few nice big deep breaths and just saying to myself, I welcome peace into this moment. I welcome peace into my day and I slow down straight away. Rather than getting out of bed and running around, like literally running around the house trying to do all the things, I just stop and allow myself to take it slow and just start with a beautiful mantra. And that could be anything for mine at the moment. It's I welcome peace into my now. I welcome peace into this moment. I welcome peace into this morning. And I allow myself to start more slowly and more peacefully even the steps I take when I get out of bed rather than my feet hitting the ground running in to grab my baby feed him and then starting the rest of the morning routine I allow myself to move slowly with mindfulness and with presence and with purpose and with the intent of inviting peace into my moment so that's something that has really really helped me just at the moment um, start my day with more peace 
And it honestly has made the world of difference. The the feeling in my body, instead of having this anxious feeling in my body and like I have to rush around and do all these things as fast as I possibly can, I feel more peaceful. My body feels so much more relaxed. And this is one thing about intuition is that our body is intuitive. So if you can listen to the signs that your body is giving you, it is a clue to how you can support yourself in that moment. So for me, my body, those few weeks that I was waking up feeling anxious and stressed and overwhelmed, my body was feeling tense. It was feeling really tight. It was feeling anxious. For me, anxiety is a feeling in response to the incessant thoughts in our minds. So I was feeling this anxiety in my body. And as soon as I decided to start my day with intention, my mornings have been so much more calm. We've been having laughter in the morning. It's been so much more peaceful. Everything has been getting done without rushing around. I felt so much more peace in my body. And then that just that just vibrates out to my family as well. They feel that peace as well. So that's just a little experience I wanted to share with you about how a simple, simple morning ritual has changed my whole morning. And then that just has a flow on effect into the rest of the day. So whenever I start to notice my body feeling any sort of anxiety, any sort of tension, whenever I'm starting to feel rushed or overwhelmed, I just stop and remind myself that I welcome peace into this moment. Give myself a moment to take a breath and move on with my day in a more peaceful manner. And honestly, this is the thing about rituals. They let them be simple, let them be easy. They don't need to be complicated. They don't need to add more overwhelm and stress to your day. They, you know, their intention is to to bring you back to whatever your intention is, whether it's to add more peace into your day, whatever that intention is. Let them be simple, let them be easy. And yeah, let yourself flow with them as well. Let them be fluid because our energy does change from time to time. And I also, one more thing I wanted to mention too, is that when we fall off the bandwagon and when maybe we forget to do our rituals or we're not doing them as regularly as we would have liked to, it's sometimes in that absence of those rituals that we actually realize how powerful they are. So sometimes we actually need to fall off that bandwagon and forget to do our rituals for a few days or a week or months or however long to look back and go, oh my gosh, that ritual was making so much difference to my day. I'm going to invite that back in again. So that also comes back to being self-compassionate and not being so hard on ourselves when we forget to do something or we fall off that bandwagon. It's actually seeing that as a lesson in itself. The fact that we've have the absence of those rituals. How do we now feel without them there? And how did we feel with them there? It's a really nice reflection point to stop and just look back and see how we felt by having those rituals in our lives and then allowing ourselves to add them back in. So I'm going to leave today's episode there. I, once again, I wanted to try and keep it as simple as possible, but I really wanted to share those, those points with you about the ritual resentment, the ritual resilience and the ritual flexibility and how it's okay for you to change your rituals, give yourself permission to change your rituals as often as you need to. And just check in with your soul. If ever you're confused, just return to your soul and your intuition and ask your higher self for my highest good in this moment, what do I need to do? And let those answers come up. Play with the the muscle testing tool in episode three or use the videos, the video tutorials in the free resources of my website, which I will put the link in the show notes. 
And yeah, just always return to yourself because those answers are within you. And whenever you're feeling overwhelmed about all of the rituals that everyone else is doing outside, just shut off from all that noise and come back to you because the answers for you, for your highest good are within you. They're never external. They're always within you. So head on over to the free resources section and also download the creating intuitive rituals template and have a play with that. It's a super simple template. And then once you've got your rituals, you can add them into your diary or put them on the fridge in a little chart so that you can check them off and you can be aware of how often you are practicing them. And yeah, continue to email me. I'm really enjoying hearing from you, beautiful souls, about your experiences of how intuition is changing your life and how you are inviting it in and living more intentful lives. So please let me know. I love hearing your stories and I will have a couple of Q&A episodes coming up. I have received quite a few questions for the Q&A, so I will get to all the questions whenever I can. So stay tuned for those episodes and feel free to email me anytime at info at stephdemetrius.com and let me know your questions. One final note, I also on over on Instagram, I popped up a few of my rituals and on my Instagram page in the little highlights, there is one called rituals. And if you want some inspiration for the different arenas of some different ideas that you can add in for rituals, head on over there and also feel free to share your ideas with me too on Instagram and tag me at Steph Demetrius and I'll share them on my Instagram stories as well because I'm really enjoying hearing the different rituals that you are using and how you're inviting those into your life. So my Instagram handle is at Steph Demetrius, S-T-E-P-H-D-E-M-E-T-R-I-O-U-S. So you can find me over on Instagram and join in on the intuitive conversation as well when I pop up bits and pieces and I share my intuitive journey with you all over there so I hope you have a beautiful day and you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next week bye thank you so much for listening to the ignite your intuition podcast I look forward to continuing our journeys together next episode And remember to email me at info at stephdemetrius.com if you have any questions about intuition that you would like answered or any topics you would like to hear more on. And if you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to share it with a friend and I would absolutely love it and I'd be so grateful if you feel called to write a five-star review on iTunes, which allows more beautiful souls to find this podcast series. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.